Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, and Joshua. And today, we're doing a special bonus episode this week. It's a part two to our Kurt Cobain death spiracy episode. We're going to give Josh the floor mostly tonight, and we're going to listen to his arguments for why, at least I'm assuming, why... <laughs> Never assume anything. Josh thinks <laughs> it was a murder. All right, Josh. Now, before we start, every episode we have a tradition where we rate things, right? Usually. On a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being a lot and 1 being not at all, how often did you want to interject during our Kurt Cobain episode? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, actually. I I would say that you guys did a pretty decent job when you, you. did it. You covered a decent amount Good of stuff. Good job on all the research, Larry. Uh, there, there. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> well, I was going to say, there's definitely some pieces in there. I'm like, that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> That's okay, but uh, no, you guys did a you guys did a uh, pretty decent job with it. So I would I'd, I'd give you a uh, I'd give you a high two. <laughs> what do you know? I'm high too. <laughs> oh, oh, we're on no. friendship. No, I, yeah, you guys were like a seven. It was good. Right on. Cool. Um. Okay. Well, without further ado, let's hop right into it, guys. Um, Josh, why don't you start off? Let, give us a kind of a breakdown. Like, um, in in the episode, first of all, we asked ourselves, you know, how we got into them and um, <laughs> where you were when it happened, and we'll kind of go from there. Okay. Well, my Nirvana upbringing actually goes back. Pretty far. I remember being very young, actually, uh, five years old, and my uncle was a huge, huge fan of music, yeah. and uh, he, I remember, had Nirvana's Bleach, as crazy as that is. He had Bleach, and so I remember hearing songs from that, and even at that tender young age, it wasn't it wasn't bad. So, fast forward obviously to 1991, and you have Nevermind come out, and uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was big. And for being the guy that I still remember the first time I saw aha's take on me music video i certainly also remember seeing uh, smells like teen spirit for the first time and yeah. uh, like i said i was i was a kid so there was no being a huge fan of anything like that not when i was too busy watching power rangers and eureka's castle and stuff like that so Holy cow, uh, I just had the most nostalgic flashback. Eureka's Castle? That takes oh. me back. <laughs> right? Do we, do we almost need to start another podcast called Was That a Dream? Was That Elmer's Glue I Was Sniffing? Or Was That a Show I Watched? Half the time for me, it's going to be HR Puffin stuff late night on Nickelodeon. But yeah, like all, the, all those old Muppet puppet shows were just nuts. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, some people would say it was nightmare-inducing, even. <laughs> well, I love puppets. I don't know. They don't scare me. They make me laugh. It doesn't matter. If you put... If I watch, like, those old Jim Henson movies, even when they get creepy, I just kind of laugh at them. It's like Larry with clowns. Did you ever see Puppet Master? Yeah, and that made me laugh, too. Oh, really? Those those were creepy yeah, dude, to me. The puppets, puppets don't do nothing. Like, the Child's Play movie, like... He looks like an idiot. I, I just want to step on his face. I um, can get behind that. Right. Okay, so so you're a big, 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 big fan. Now let's let's go let's fast forward to the day that you found out uh Kurt had died. where were you? What what did you think? And I mean, I was still I mean, very young. I well, I was I was nine years old. We just turned nine, actually, because my birthday is in the beginning of April. So I just turned nine, and I was at my grandma's house where my my uncle lived because he was he was young. Uh, so I re- I'll never forget actually the TV was on and he he came in and oh well, anyways so yeah I was nine years old and it came up on the TV and. I knew enough at that point that it was the, the, they kept saying Nirvana, Nirvana. And I remembered, oh, that's the band that my uncle likes. And so I think that part of me, because of my uncle being young and kind of cool, that bothered me, but not in the, not in the way that the, the super fans in that, at that time like him like how it affected him it was a different kind of hurt so yeah i uh, it crushed me cuz i was i was 18 so like it was a blow cuz that's such a coming of age that late teens so i definitely understand why your what your uncle was feeling oh yeah that's he he my uncle was totally into that scene the uh grunge mm-hmm. clothing and all that so <laughs> to see your 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 icon dead it's it was just crushing to the to that whole group like that age group it was the day flannel died <laughs> uh so yeah that was i i'll never forget it seeing it on tv uh the I and I know you can even still find the clip of MTV. Yeah, uh, the guy coming on and saying that the body of Kurt Cobain was found inside his mansion, and we we all know it. But so I'll I'll never forget actually seeing that when I was a kid. Kurt Cobain's body was found inside a garage apartment adjacent to his Seattle home, dead of an apparently self-inflicted shotgun wound. Police say a suicide note was nearby. Now we're going to go ahead and actually fast forward again to me being about 12. Well, no, it's about 13 or so when I was into music, really getting into music. And I was at the time more into i don't want to say like hip hop but it was like the, the station WSNX Sunny FM 
Yes, Sunny FM, as it was back then. Yep. They played like popular R and B and yeah, it was the pop rap and yeah, yeah. So I I remember that I wanted to branch out. I remember thinking that I wanted to listen to something different because those stations played the same thing all the damn time, and so I started listening to grd which is our alternative rock station and back then they played more indie and mm-hmm. stuff to that nature and then our another station we had called uh, wklq which was our hard rock metal oh, that's and, right it was metal back then yep hard yeah. rock and metal and between the two stations i that's when i found a lot of music that i liked back then especially on grd hearing bands like uh, pearl jam uh Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, that was like, STV. oh, it was such a good time. Yeah. But Nirvana was the one that really jumped out at me. And I, and I had never really forgotten about them, but, you know, it just moved away. Time. Yeah. Time happens. Yeah. And being young and impressionable, it, Kurt Cobain's lyrics, the the attitude, everything. Oh, man, it was like glue. So, as I'm sure if there's anybody listening that knew me back in my middle school, high school days, I was a freak when it came to Nirvana. And I remember you being that way, for sure. But, I mean, I didn't think you were a freak. I just thought you were super passionate about... Um, oh, I totally and, think he's a freak. A well, super freak. Yeah, just kidding. I you love were, you, Josh. You were always talking about music in general. Like, yeah, I could tell you were really passionate about music and that style. I mean, you liked female singers and placebo and Nirvana and uh, Nine Inch Nails and all that <sighs> stuff. And um, Coincidentally, Ryan's actually the reason that I became a musician. Well, I mean, outside of like wanting to like be like Kurt Cobain and whatnot, but uh, it was when you were, I think you were graduating from high school. It was your graduation party and you, you were there. And I think Scott, your friend Scott was there. It might've been it. It's possible. It was either that or Denny. Sure. The listeners are loving this. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but I, I yeah, I, that's what got us into that for sure. I, I'm, I'm, I think it's cool that you got into it. We all, we're kind of a musical family when we're not burping and farting all the time. No, that's right? the instrument you play. Well, that was uh, the instrument I was born with. So, <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So why don't we delve into your, th- your, your takes on everything? Yeah. I'll okay. the theory. I didn't want to bore people with the the history of uh, my my thing for Nirvana. It's just yeah, it's uh, it goes pretty deep. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to say that. Uh, but you know, when you guys were doing the uh, the quiz, every single one of those, I had the answer for it before the question was done being read. Well, la di da. Like, well, well, next time, don't call in sick to work, bitch. <laughs> Especially it was the one for Floyd the Barber. As soon as you said pee-pee, I was like, ah. I thought I was, for sure someone would get that. Well, a lot of people didn't really listen to Bleach, so... 
Uh, and then another quick tidbit. The, I, I know some people say that there were only three, but I kind of count them having four records. Because of the unplugged record? Nope. Because there was Bleach, then you had Nevermind, and then in you had utero. Incesticide. Incesticide, and then in utero. And then in utero. How many tracks was on Incesticide? It was a full record. It was like 13 it's- tracks, 12 or 13. Yeah, why don't people count that one? Because it's yeah. uh, there were B-sides on it. It, it. That's pretty much what that was. It was a B-side collection of and songs that just they were never released. So that's why they don't really count it. Oh, never mind. Hmm. So, which is hey, did you guys notice when I said the word incesticide? Yeah, it came out like one, <laughs> like the letter I then S. Just side. It's it's a real big word. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so let's uh, (laughs) let's let's talk about Kurt Cobain and his death. Um, Something uplifting. I know, right? Yeah, in the mood. You know, we're that's what we do in this podcast is we talk about uplifting events. So before. Before we talk about April 8th and the finding of Kurt Cobain's body, I want to go actually backwards. And I know I'm probably going to be going talking a little bit about some of the things that you did, but I just wanted to have a little bit more in-depth detail on it. And that and so first we're going to talk about Rome. Oh, we're going way back. <laughs> Roman <laughs> Empire, goodness gracious. Did they I mean, have some insight into Nirvana that we don't know about? A lot of incestacide. Okay, I know what you mean. He was he was. That's where he went it, to the hospital, right? That's correct. In right. March, it's a, it was beginning of March, March third, actually. Um, Kurt Cobain. Well, Nirvana had played in Rome. It was actually their last concert ever. That was their last show in Rome. And Mm. there is some debate as to what happened there. Because Cobain took... It was a ridiculous amount of pills. A Rolifanol. I can't can't ever pronounce it. Rufanol. And he took... Ask the drug expert. Yeah, right? We're not druggies, kids. No, I'm a I, I kid. It's okay. But it's he took good. he took fifty Holy of those. Christ. I don't even know what how much is. A, I, I'm guessing fifty is not prescribed. Yeah, I don't think I've <laughs> no. ever. I, mean, I don't think I've ever read the side of a bottle and it says age twelve to adult fifty tablets. I wouldn't take fifty M and M's. I would uh, need fifty McChicken nuggets. <laughs> but I would take fifty Skittles. Yeah, I mean, uh, your jaw's oh, gonna be. <laughs> I think you got uh, some on your screen. Gonna have locked jaw. <laughs> yeah, you're, well, you're puke yeah, you're rainbow. Gonna, you ever done that though? When you get like a bag of corn nuts and you've just been chomping down uh, on them for a while, and then your back jaw's just like, "Fuck you!" I don't care if this tastes good. I'm getting to the age where I'm afraid to eat corn nuts. <laughs> I'm gonna have a dental mm, issue. Corn nuts. <sighs> I just suck on them now because I'm a. You, you suck on those nuts. <laughs> <laughs> 
So they, there's some debate as far as that incident was concerned because uh, he says that he took the pains because he was suffering from influenza. Not affluenza. <laughs> Big difference. Definitely. But, I mean, how do you accidentally take 50 pills? Um, okay, so is this feeding into the narrative that he was trying to kill himself or there is a lot of debate that he tried to kill himself that night uh, sounds okay. like it. Yeah. i feel yeah, like i feel like in that event i feel like he he that was a suicide attempt you don't just accidentally take 50 pills no, that's, you don't. That's insane. Yeah, let me take another. Wait, did I just take a pill? Let me take another. Wait, did I just take a pill? <laughs> so, okay, so what you're basically what you're you're hypo- you're, you're you're building up is that this was the suicide attempt and rather the murder leads this led to something else possibly. That's now, exactly how, what I'm getting at. How how close to the act- his actual death was the drug so-called drug overdose slash suicide attempt? Was it I two mean, days? Wait, what do you? What do you that know? How, no how do you know how close? It was about to, a month. Oh, sorry. So it was March third. So it's a month and a couple a days. Full days, yeah. Because they say if that he probably died. Probably like April sixth. Oh, okay. That's the guess. So there's a little, little I feel like, in that room. Oh yeah, right. Spe- I mean, well, did not smell like Teen Spirit, <laughs> right? So it's just a shade. Coincidentally, they have uh, B sides to that called Outsusticide. I don't know how you would pronounce that, but. Is that true? Yeah, there's there's uh, there's B sides to a B side. Yeah. What's that? C side, like G side. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Okay. So I I truly think I do think that the Rome incident. I th- I do believe that was a suicide attempt. Uh, right after he because he, he, he to wash all those pills down. He didn't use water. He used champagne. Mm. Yeah. Mimosas. Was he mm. was he supposedly an alcoholic though? He was a lot of ho- holics. Okay. I mean, so, uh, I'm just curious if he if that was part of like his rehab treatment uh, or anything. I don't actually I don't oh, oh. know for sure that he was an alcoholic. I mean, I think that he was like any one of us. We So anyways, I do dun, believe dun, dun. that for sure the Rome incident, that's a, I think that was a suicide attempt. And after it happened, he was under watch and right. I from what I understand, he seemed like he was paranoid and and this is when we can start questioning a lot of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy no matter no matter what, whether it was a suicide or not, you've got a guy who's uh suicidal. He just potentially just yeah. tried to commit suicide. It's a drug he has severe depression. He's a drug addict. Uh I think he was uh, was diagnosed bipolar. Oof. 
So, I mean, he's got a lot of stuff working against him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he was in and out of rehab. In it constant was a, pain. Yeah, there was the stomach issues that he had for many, many years that from the way he described it, it wasn't like a like a gas bubble. It was crippling pain. And being a small guy, I, I don't know, I just... It, I feel like anybody would turn to drugs if that was if that's what can help relieve that kind of pain. Mm-hmm. Well, and you have the money, why not? Well, and also scientifically, I mean, heroin is a downer, just like alcohol is. Right. So on top of depression, you're on top of depression. Your depression. You're making your depression worse. That's why when I was in this, you know when I was a younger lad off venturing across the seven seas and I would listen to like some sad folk music and have a few cocktails, I would ball like a baby. Mm. Cause you know what? Alcohol, alcohol, mm-hmm. well, it, it might add something to conversation and make you say, incesticide fun. Um, <laughs> it makes you sad. So what, what we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go to the beginning of April. It is true. I, I'm going to kind of fast forward myself and say, because uh, there's some people think that Courtney Love did it herself. There, that's impossible. She, she that I remember correctly, was actually arrested and was sitting in jail in on April 6th. So there's no way she did it. Right. Uh, he was in rehab he checked himself out he jumped the wall actually so not even really checked himself out he just ditched kind of like peter pan he just jumped the wall and he was like i'm gonna go throw money at poor kids right right exactly now that's what i would do if i was a wealthy rock star with a drug habit but would you throw it like here's some money or would you throw it like a fastball trying to hurt him with it both. Here's why I wouldn't throw like a bag of quarters at somebody. But <laughs> Making it hail, baby. No. I mean, I don't know. I You know what I would probably do? I'd probably, if I was like that 27 wet. years old again and just had like hundreds of thousands of dollars, I'd probably just walk up to like a random five-year-old. Probably, especially, I'd, I'd search, search out like a mine. A, a minority. Careful. I was about to say, okay. <laughs> I would go, okay, we'll say this. I would find a nice young child Careful. and hand him a wad of thousands and just say, oh, go at it. Sorry, I grew up Catholic. That story's very different. Just just oh. to see what would happen. It would be fun. Yeah, I know, right? I'd say, you're blessed, my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a church in my van. <laughs> just kidding. You. All right, so, so what we know is... It's a it's a fact that Kurt Cobain was had discussed with people that he wanted to divorce Courtney Love. They were not a good couple. <laughs> no. I mean, the only thing they had in common is they, they both liked heroin and <laughs> they had a baby together. Yeah, they had they had Francis Bean together, but that's I, I I'm pretty sure that was not planned. Mm. So they they were constantly at each other's throats so they were going to get a divorce is francis bean the type of name you want to give your child well she's named after the actress francis bean okay ah, the more you yeah, know the more you know
<laughs> so we have that. We have Cobain. The last person that he sees that well sees him is Dylan Carson or Carlson, who was his best friend at the time and unfortunately also a drug user. Now, because Kurt was in a well, he had the suicide potential suicide attempt. He just came from rehab. He and his paranoia, of course, he used to have guns and. Courtney, that's the one thing she was not okay with was him having any kind of weapons, but he just was paranoid. She got rid of all of his guns. He had his friend Dylan or Dylan, Mm -hmm. Dylan, buy him a shotgun because he said he wanted it for protection. Mm -hmm. Now, didn't didn't he, according to what I was researching for the last episode, didn't he give um, his limo driver a a box of shotgun shells before he flew out to go that, to rehab. That I'm not sure. I've, I've, I've never heard of that. So, mm. I mean, well, that, he, he, this was a, a lot of this is pre pre thought out from what I gathered. Like he didn't, he was thinking about this for a while and that's, that's, I mean, I don't mean to redredge it up, but I mean, what, every, everything that I saw, everything that I came across and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to derail you because I want to keep you on your, your thought process. It's just that like it felt like I think Larry actually nailed it. And ever since he said that, I've just, that's all I could think even listening to back to the episode, but just, you know, a depressed drug addict. When do they ever, you know, basically when do they ever kill themselves? You know, it's like, yeah, right. It's, <laughs> it's like, it just, you know, he's There's a, a giant he's a neon sign above his head, just saying. <laughs> right. Okay, keep going. But, yeah, so, I want to hear Josh's take on this, though. So, even Dylan, he described that his last, I believe, if I remember correctly here, his last encounter with Kurt was not necessarily a somber. Yeah, it was it wasn't bad. He uh, he says that he never could see Kurt doing this. And this is a guy that's probably closer with him than anybody cuz even even Dave and Chris from the other his other mm-hmm. bandmates, they I mean they didn't even see it coming. I right. mean, you would think that the drug usage and everything might be a sign, but they might have just thought, thought it, uh, well, he's a rock star. He's going to do whatever he wants. In any case, Kurt goes missing. And this is, of course, when Courtney Love hires Tom Grant, the private investigator, to look into this and try to get some answers. Mm-hmm. He goes to the house, and Kurt's house was big. And that I remember correctly, nobody told him about the room above the garage. To which, of course, that's where Kurt's body was found. Kurt didn't know and, about it. Well, no, the Tom Grant. No okay. one told him about it. Okay. And Dylan, if you, when you watch. 
or so you watch the interviews with him he i mean he always seemed like he was really out of it like because he was a heroin user right sure so there's i mean i've even seen theories that even dylan was in on it because courtney love is where he get he supposedly got his heroin but they they walked through the house together uh, dylan and tom grant and of course found nothing and so we go now to of course april 8th the electrician was doing work he saw the body okay uh so now we're going to go to all the information surrounding that room there well how do i want to start this um let's talk about the the hair one first we're three times the lethal dosage of heroin okay i'm assuming 50 pills of rufinol is probably three times the legal limit you of would something think so. you know lethal. well i'm not i mean we'd I, have I'm thinking to, I'm, his tolerance is built up by now like it might yeah. like it might be three times lethal for me but someone i mean alcoholics build up a tolerance now i wonder if though i mean it's a I mean, is there a difference between the two? Like, I mean, I, I don't know enough about Rufinol to be able to say what's a lethal amount. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What what kind of uh, toxins are in that? But what I do know is, I mean... And champagne. Th- <laughs> yeah, and champagne. Three times the lethal dosage. We're not talking just one not two not double we're talking triple now and i understand you can build a tolerance to a drug and there's no doubt that kurt used heroin frequently and so he was going to build a tolerance now if it was we'll say oh one and a half i'd be like okay Maybe because the tolerance level, but this is three times the lethal dosage for a man that weighed 114 pounds. That's 1.52 milligrams per liter of heroin. Now, even if it doesn't kill him, and and we'll, we'll, we'll roll with the idea that it does not kill him. How is it possible that he could even lift up a shotgun, That's put it in uh, his mouth, and figure out how to pull the trigger. Because, because it doesn't hit him immediately. If he's trying to kill himself, he's going to inject himself and shoot himself. But And here's the thing. they How did he pull the trigger? Because the guy was wearing shoes, and because of his arm length, the uh-huh. shotgun itself, there's no way with his hands, his arms, that he could reach the trigger. That's a, that, that's kind of a side thing that I was going to bring up about the shotgun, but the way that the size of the shotgun and the size of his body, there's no way he could have reached that trigger. So someone would they hit him over the head and inject him with three times the lethal dose of heroin? Here's a theory that's out there. I mean, that seems that he there took would be the, a struggle. Well, we'll say hypothetically, somebody's with him. They start doing heroin. 
hey man i got some heroin want to do it sure i'm kurt cobain hell yeah i want to do heroin that's awesome kurt starts getting pretty gets pretty fucked up on it and they just inject more and more so he's like so if the other guy's doing heroin how is he you know what i mean like he's got to find kurt's veins it's not kurt finding his own veins well i mean i'm not i'm just saying like that's there the theory there's a theory that kurt was injected with the heroin and then someone else picked up the shotgun shot him wiped their prints and then placed it across his body now where where's the facts to back that up though well there's no fingerprints on the gun you would think that if he was lifting up because you got to lift up the shotgun somehow it's not like he's gonna sit in a stool and no, use you, his feet you can put it up <laughs> i well, agree most people commit suicide by putting putting the butt of the shotgun on the floor so it doesn't move when you pull the trigger but you still have to pick it up you know what I mean? Like if it's on just, the ground, you still have to pick it up, yeah, and not, then you have to position it in your not mouth. Fifty pound rock. But w- what I'm saying is, did like, did he sit in a stool and then lift it up with his feet? Right. Do, do you see? No. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, I'm I'm reading. I'm I I, I was curious while you were talking, so I I looked up. Uh, what his stomach disease was, and it looks like he had an undiagnosed case of Crohn's disease, supposedly. Yes. Um, now, Crohn's, I know a lot about because, uh, Josh, our family has some of that. It's true. Um, my uncle had it. My Our uncle Dave has it, and had to get portions of his intestine removed. Um, I'm actually going into some weird family stuff right now so you just have to <laughs> hold on tight for a little bit but um i have my own issues now um but i i take a like like a like a 75 year old grandpa i take metamucil every every day to kind of keep the pipes clean it keeps me regular it does <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because every day one of my coworkers, he always sees my shoes underneath the stall and he's like you know, Ryan, you're regular. I can dig that. <laughs> my shit like an alpha male, I do. <laughs> While I play my my poop games on my yes. phone. Um, iPhone, it'll change the way you poop. Yeah, it'll, it'll add 10 minutes to that poop. If it doesn't, <laughs> you get your money back. So now I saw here that Crohn's disease and IBS, irritable ball... Um, <laughs> Bowel syndrome, not ball syndrome. <laughs> I Ow. have that. Crohn's disease and IBS are often linked to depression. So I think, you know, you've got the ultimate cocktail for suicide here, man. I understand three times the dose. By the way, I looked that up. Takes one minute for heroin before you start to feel the effects of heroin. So it's plenty of time to shoot yourself. Well, I always feel like we're ganging up on Josh here. Well, no, and it's fine. I, 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 I like having the those kinds of questions thrown at me, just because I can. I feel like I know of enough about it that I can potentially counter it mm-hmm. with a thought, mm-hmm. like the fact that if he knew he he was going to kill himself, mm-hmm. why go through all the effort of 
doing the heroin first to make sure because what if you shoot yourself and you don't die now you're now you got a big old hole in your face and now you're in a lot of pain and you're not dead I mean, I guess, I, but just throwing that I don't out know. there. Yeah, if if I were to kill myself, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like shooting <laughs> yourself in the face, like that's going to do a pretty good job of it, especially with a shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> yep, you're going to get some spread on that thing. <laughs> well, there, that leads to another thing. Where's the mess in the greenhouse? Well, that you I don't think, think they ever released pictures of that. Well, there, there's been enough of around the room. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're- I always wonder if we have imprinted into our heads what we see on movies and TV as opposed to what real life looks like. Ooh, I just, um, I want to, I kind of want to pop in with this little factoid I just came across here while we were talking or I was listening to you guys. Um, have you guys ever heard of the band, the Melvins? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Melvin's and and Nirvana were obviously good friends, and um, King Buzzo is he's the singer guitar player for the Melvins. Great name, <laughs> King Buzzo. <laughs> um, that's Larry right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. According to according to King Buzzo, Kurt told him there was absolutely nothing wrong with his stomach. He made it up for sympathy, and so he could use it as an excuse to stay loaded. Of course, he was vomiting. That's what people do on heroin. They vomit. It's called vomiting with a smile on your face. (laughs) Okay. So there's a little side note from a guy that, I mean... I mean, if there's someone you can trust, it's King Buzzo. Well, especially when they have checked him out and realized that he had it. I mean, I I can't take that... As a serious Buzzle. claim, when they've already, when they've looked at him and said, "Oh yeah, he had Crohn's." That's obviously that's, yeah. he had something. Yeah, <clears throat> right. Yeah, I'm with well, Josh maybe, on this and, one. and also maybe it could have something to do with the drugs. I mean, he's bipolar um, too, by the way. So who knows what yeah. how, what his head's doing? Which I mean, to be honest with you, I've known people with that and it's that's a scary thing it's insane i mean i mean yeah. i don't mean that like in a demeaning way that it's no insane, no you're right I mean, oh no you're fine the highs and lows is just wow the highs are really high and the lows are really yeah, low it's insane. absolutely so i mean you have this scene where you have a shotgun with no prints on it okay you have three times the lethal dosage of heroin, mm-hmm. which I guess, like I said, I still feel like it's in there. Obviously, it's it's in there. To administer that much heroin, I feel like it would take more than a minute to administer from the fir- when he starts going in your vein to administer it and then grab your shotgun, be able to position it into your face 16. into your mouth and then pull the trigger that's it just seems like that's i just and i guess i don't understand did they find <laughs> alcohol in his system uh, according to what of. i read he drank a barks root beer because um, it has bite it <laughs> <laughs> so, so did shotgun <laughs> <laughs> 
We're bad. If Courtney Love ever listens to this, she's going to be like, that's it. I'm going to sit on all of their heads. Right. I don't know if I want her sitting on my head. Yeast infections and such. So it's good for the hair, actually. Josh, is that new hat made out of bread? (laughs) That's made out of love. See, this is why people love you so much, Josh. I've heard this like three times this last week from friends of mine. Josh drops the one-liners every now and then. They're great. Okay, so... <laughs> so, and then, of course, there's there's the suicide note. Ah, uh, yes. Here's, note. here's my beef with that note. We all know, and it's been looked at by professionals and if somebody's ever curious i can i can look up the sources on that the last four lines are not kurt's handwriting they're not his handwriting so what you have when you look at the the rest of the so-called suicide note is you have a letter that is not a a departure a divorce paper to his wife it's actually kurt saying he wants to quit the music industry he was very disillusioned by he is quoted with saying that he could make that he he had talked about wanting to quit nirvana he wanted to be done because he was so-called he was sick of the the music industry and and being famous sounds sounds a bit bipolar well yeah i mean why else would you he also said record, he wanted he you know? also said he wanted to do an all acoustic album next. No, he well, he he's quoted with saying that he can make a record where all he does is fart on it and people would buy it. No. Which I is would. sadly I feel true. <laughs> like I I, I I think farts are funny, yeah. so I might listen to a little yeah. bit of it. You know what's really right? funny? Auto tuned farts. <laughs> I'd be curious to hear that. <laughs> Can you play some autotune farts right now? now. sounds that's beautiful man no did you guys ever hear that video or that that thing of a guy who took his fart and slowed it down and became a classical piece (laughs) (laughs) it's great this guy he he farts and you hear the fart as it naturally is and he just slows it down and it becomes a big classical piece it's awesome he's a regular beef coven (laughs) sharp pan I am Ludwig von Schütteven. <laughs> mm. Oh my god. That was uh, good. So, 
he, right. if when you read it as that, as him saying that he's just because he, he says even in there how he can't enjoy it the way Freddie Mercury did, and that's Freddie Mercury is known for being a huge showman, and that was his thing. Well, he did not like the music industry anymore. Which it's like, well, you put yourself there, dude. If you don't want to be famous, don't be famous. Don't release music. Yeah. So. That's what it's viewed as, but as soon as you throw in those last four lines, bam, it's a suicide note, and it's not his handwriting. So, you've got a lot of stuff going on in this room, and then, and this is a minor detail uh, that you c- it can be overlooked, but the the locks on his in that room are locked i believe from the inside or was it out hold on i can't remember if it was like why don't you why don't you make sure you double check that and i'll just yeah, kind of kind of rant for a second here um God, it'd be weird so if the you're locks saying on the outside What's that? That'd be weird if the locks are on the outside. That'd be. I believe of, it is the outside, and that's the reason why it's kind of messed up. If he locked it on the outside, then that changes things considerably. That might be well, one of the best facts. I've, I've, I lock my door from the inside. You turn the knot, you turn the lock, and then you close the door, and it's locked. Well, yeah, no, I understand that. You I'm can saying that. if it's locked from the outside, yes, you can do that. You just turn the lock, and then you close the door, and it locks. All right, here it is. Okay. That's, I mean, I do it every day when I leave for work. Right. right. I, I understand that. I'm just saying, like, if, if it's a, if, if it's, it's a not the front door running. or the back door and you're doing it with, like, your, you can do it. Greenhouse room. You can, I've, I, you can do it with my bedroom doors. Right. Believe right, me, I'm gonna... I've had to fucking knock one down because I was an idiot. Come nice. on, you're knocking the validity out of this great twist we're having Sorry. in the podcast. There's, um, you're shitting all over it. <laughs> Tom Grant, he had a major issue with the the police Tom report. Green? Daddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> the uh, <Love> that movie. <laughs> the report claimed the doors of the greenhouse could mm. not have been locked from the outside, meaning that Cobain would have had to lock it them himself. Grant claims that when he saw the doors for himself, he found the doors could be locked and pulled shut. Yeah. So, that's I mean, what I was it, saying, uh, yeah. So that's kind of a non-fact then? Yeah, I mean... I guess it's just... It's not you necessarily... Thing, you close the door, it's locked. But I, I, it's still stuff that I'm like... If I, if I were to commit suicide, he's why? bipolar. But, but that has nothing right. to do with his head. That's true. I, I'd have to be bipolar, I guess. Maybe so. he doesn't want his kid walking in that. Well, I mean, how old was she? she I was just going to say that. His daughter Seriously. was only a couple years old yeah. at that point. Right. She was well, born in, I think, 93. He doesn't want yeah. Courtney to walk in that. She can't open the door. She has to call someone to break it down. She's not the one who walks right. in on it. Right, her and the kid are gone. It just seems like it's I a lot know. of. Uh, there's a lot of things that in here that it's, it'd be a lot of work just to kill yourself. And for me, <laughs> for me, it's. It, I guess the biggest thing is still the suicide note that's found. That's Why, the hardest it, piece of evidence. It, well, absolutely, because but it's that note obviously was like if it feels. It almost seems like maybe Kurt wrote the letter beforehand and i'm and i'm kind of reaching pretty deep here he had written the letter 
and it was going to release it to the public stating guys i'm sorry i'm 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 kind of done with this music thing i'm i'm gonna quit and the letter was found and then the extra stuff was added in by a supposed person that was with kurt and technically pulled the trigger to kill him planted the note wiped the shotgun left the room locked the doors made it look like a suicide scene and then you then you have el duce el duce el duce that he comes out and claims that courtney had approached him about killing kurt and offered him a million dollars and for some for a guy that's in a band that nobody really knows about or likes and you know he comes off as very redneck and trashy mm-hmm. million bucks hell yeah what's this free press for my band hell yeah i'll claim it courtney love paid wanted to pay me oh exactly i don't think he's that smart though he uh, died three days later after that so did you hear this did you hear the story about how he died though let me guess two shots to the back of the head suicide <laughs> well, he uh, he supposedly it was after he had done the interview and claim and or had he made drowned the claim, after saying, "Hold my beer, watch this." <laughs> right. Uh, he showed up to a band practice, and he was with a guy that nobody knew. Nobody knew who he was, and he didn't say anything. And El Duce was like, "Well, I'm going to go to the grocery store and pick up some beer." And so the guy went with him, and 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 I'm probably and I'm paraphrasing. I mean, there's there's more to the story, I'm sure. They they left, and their car was hit by a train. If I if memory serves correctly, here hit by a train. Obviously, he very dead. the The one guy though that was with him, he very dead. He no, he vanished. He wasn't at the, he wasn't in the vehicle. Oh, weird. So, did he get like knocked out like a cartoon and just like bounced around into like a mountain range or something? Cuz he got uh, hit by the train so hard? Oh, I don't know. No, that he just he just disappeared. No one knows what happened to that guy. So, the theory, I mean, that's just another theory. And that's the thing about this is there's it's a big web of theories. And, and of course, Courtney Love and clearly some of the worst police work ever. If it's just true, oh, yeah, oh I, absolutely, absolutely. That's one of the big things that Tom Grant has mentioned is that this this whole thing. They walk into the room, into the into the greenhouse, down. and bam! Immediately, it's a suicide. There is no investigation, and they claim it's a suicide. Seems right. kind of fishy. Yeah. Now, except that this is one of the most famous people in the world. You're not going to take shortcuts. I mean, the spotlight is the brightest right here. You've got to bring, put your best out there. Well, exactly, and that's it. Just it's it just seems like it was it was botched yeah. uh, police so, work all the way around. But but the whole thing that if it was believed Courtney had done it, why is she getting hired for movies? Why? Why are not Dave Grohl or Chris Novacevic 
Well, uh, Dave obviously. This, I mean, he's fine. On. He's he's doing the Foo Fighters, and Chris. I mean, that's he just he calls, went on. He's he's a politician now. I I mean, that's like this is their friend. I mean, to say they they would just throw it all away for money is really far fetched to me. I I yeah. think that no matter what, um, both the well, Chris he probably just he got he was in nirvana got his fill if you will and just did not want to continue doing it anymore so he just and that's didn't why care that his friend was murdered by his wife i mean oh no they 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 spoke out about it but the thing is is wouldn't you be if you if you believed that courtney love had a hand in the death of your friend and this girl's obviously wacko would you want to stand up against her fuck yeah i would oh man i see i there's would, no fucking way i'm gonna let someone kill my friend and get away with it that's like i can't even fathom that well and here's the but here's another problem you have all this all this stuff stating or that's that maybe could show that he did not or that he was murdered if i believed it in but my you have heart, the police coming in and Bam, saying it's a suicide, and it's like it's case closed right away. Don't care if I if in my heart of hearts I think s- someone has killed my friend. I'm going to do everything I can to prove it. Oh, I Plain and I and would simple. agree, but it sucks because he he was cremated immediately, immediately. So there was no way of looking into we'll we'll say prints on him. Of other people, I mean, there's nothing that they could do about that. And well, the they, shotgun, they, they obviously, uh, obviously, there was um, a toxicology reports, and obviously, they did the autopsy on him. I mean, they have to- uh, they know what how much heroin he took, right? And that, I mean, that's you're true. Talking corruption from like the police to the to the morgue to the. I mean, it, it, I mean, it, but but honestly corruption on the police and that's not uncommon yeah, unfortunately well, i mean if we know you look dirty at, cops it's definitely seattle yeah. <laughs> i mean you you, I mean, you see like uh the conspiracies behind the uh making a murderer uh right, and how, like how botched that all was so who's to say hypothetically and i'm not even gonna and say what did the Courtney, police gain out of this what do they gain out of like I mean, the police. Do you have chief one big drug user a, that's not around anymore? If yeah. the police <laughs> chief uncovers that it, Courtney Love, famous rock musician, murders famous rock musician, and he's the one who uncovers that, he becomes a superstar. He's like the super that's cop. True. He uncovers this giant murder, you know, mystery caused by one rock star to another. He becomes a star if he uncovers that. Oh, I would agree. I mean, you have... He has nothing to gain. I think... Unless maybe he got a cut somewhere. I mean... A cut of what? I mean... Courtney Love just all of a sudden became a multi-multi-millionaire. Nirvana was the biggest... Okay, here's... here's, Let me just try to mediate this real quick. Nirvana was the biggest band in the world when he died. So... You lose your front man. You lose your leader. Every the world becomes in disarray, and after we'll say four albums and numerous B sides and releases since his death, 
they still hang on. There's there were people that um when we released this first episode this earlier this week were like, "Oh man, I love this whole thing. I want I'm going to check this episode out because it's it stayed in everybody's con- subconscious mm-hmm. this whole drama that that seemingly happened. I mean, even like Larry said, he was working the fry counter and all of a sudden it was like uh dude did you hear the news? And then I, you know, I went and ruined some sixth graders' life, and <laughs> and Josh Dick. was just hanging out with Uncle Cool Dude. You know, it's it, it sucks. It happened. Um, I don't think we'll ever know the real truth, hmm. and unfortunately, he's gone. There's nothing we can do about it, and I don't think we can have a verdict today. Uh, I think you've given us some things to think about, yeah. some things to kind of reflect on. For sure. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely a screwed up case. Um, and no matter how you, you look at it, you know, he didn't, he didn't die in his sixties or seventies or eighties from natural causes. He somehow lost his life that fateful April day and is gone now. Right. Well, and I think, and, and when Seth had, done his verdict i i i felt that i was i him and i are a lot alike in this there was a time where oh my god i i was screaming from the mountaintops to everybody that they needed to look into this because it just seemed way too coincidental that you have all these pieces of evidence that show that maybe that this wasn't a suicide there's too much happening and so i was going to everybody saying you need to look into it you got to watch kurt and courtney and i would even say now watch soaked in bleach like there's just a lot of good information out there you should also watch montage of heck which is the one that i watched um more recently that really focuses on the stomach disease yes so but it's an excellent it shows very rare footage of him as a kid. He was a beautiful little boy who obviously loved music from day one. And a oh, uh, yeah. pretty decent baseball player in his youth too. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Also the more you know. Mm-hmm. Just like Randy Savage. So right. I I do think that all that considered, I there was a where there was a time where I was so obsessed with it. I I I grew up and I guess I got to a point where I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. No matter what, he's dead. And I I would love for there to be justice for him and for the answers, the truth to come out. But it doesn't change the fact that he's dead. I I will officially go on record and say I. Do not think he committed suicide. I do believe that he was murdered. To how I couldn't tell you. There's too much stuff out there, but I, I just think that with all these little individual things, or not, they're not even little. All these individual things that point to the fact that it's possible that he was murdered. It's it's not so clear cut. So that's that's my verdict. Fair enough. Not a suicide. Okay. I think our verdicts stay the same. My, but my I, appreci- yeah. I appreciate you taking the time to kind of give us you just, to give us some time to focus on the scene a little bit. And you so. certainly brought facts up and 
and things up. You didn't just go, well, clearly it was murder, and then just, that was it. You brought things to the table to think right. about and look at. And, and like you said, there's, there's, there is, it's still entirely possible he did it. It, it, it's, mm. it is just, it's just, there's so much stuff that there seemed just too coincidental. And it's, for me, the biggest piece, of course, is that suicide note that's not really a suicide mm-hmm. note. Let me ask you one question before we flip to our last segment. But, um, if they had seen his prints on the gun, and we'll say the suicide note didn't have that last four sentences, would you feel more confident that it was just something that he did himself? Um, I don't, I don't know, man. Because that the suicide note without with those four lines is what really makes it a suicide. I mean, that's what makes it a suicide note. And I know that they say that there seems that there were some fingerprints, but they were wiped. And so they're indistinguishable. So see, that's another fact that would sway me towards your verdict. Yeah. There, it appeared to be wiped. There yeah. were four fingerprints that were found. They, it was, they didn't look for fingerprints till after the fact there. Right. So there were some found, but they were wiped. So they're indistinguishable. Wow. Well, the world may never know guys. All right. Ooh, Larry, I take it. I just got a, uh, hold on a second. I just got a, uh, voicemail here. Hey, Josh, Courtney, love here. Just going to let you know that it wasn't me who killed Kurt Cobain. I thought I'd call and clear things up with you. <laughs> there you go. Courtney <laughs> just called into the show. <laughs> Man, she sounds really she good. Sounds rough. <laughs> Three packs of smokes yeah. and rum a day. For 25 years. Hey, I stick to the rum. That's my <laughs> juice of choice. All right, Larry. Yes. Bring us out. Let's do. Let's do our last segment. Is it time? Here. Oh, it is. is it's it? time to get quizzical. Let's get quizzical. Quizzical. Rules of the game, five questions. You buzz in, saying your name. In this episode of Quizzical, you've got a his or, his or hers edition. I'm oh. going to read you lyrics, and you have to decide, is it Nirvana or Hole? Oh, okay. Oh, I like that. That's clever. This is It's actually going to have to make me think a little bit more. Yeah. So, Ryan, you might have a chance here. Question number one. I don't care, baby. Tell me what to do. Josh. Yes. Hole. That is correct. Damn it. One point, Josh. Question number two. Chew your meat for you. Josh. Josh. Nirvana. Correct. Josh, (laughs) do nothing. (laughs) Question number three. You have to spit to see the shine. I Josh. See the- Josh. Hole. That is correct. Josh, three nothing. Question number four. 
I know all you devils by your Christian name. Josh. Josh. Hole. That's correct. Yes. Four nothing. Question number five. Broken hymen of your Josh. Nirvana. That is correct. Josh knows his. (laughs) He knows his hole. You're very familiar with your hole, Josh. We were talking about Crohn's earlier, so. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Yeah, you know, I uh, I suggested suggested that possibly we do a different style of quiz. Let's do that one. Let's get quizzical. Alright guys, now the idea of this is basically I'm asking you questions because I told you so many episodes before there would be a quiz. <laughs> Shit. That you did. So that you these did. are five these are five Son of a questions. Gonna do it. And I'm gonna do it. Okay. So here we go. Alright. Question number one. What's the name of the condition that melon heads supposedly are diagnosed with? Oh, Frank. Um, damn it. Damn it. Um, okay. I'll give you two points if you can say it legitimately. And if not, I will give you multiple choice for one point. I have it in my head. Hey, <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah. Would you like, would you like a multiple yes. choice? Yeah. Multiple uh, choice. All right. Number a number a, Sorry. (laughs) Choice number one, we'll say. Crohn's. Choice number two. Um oh yeah, here we go. (laughs) Poopy pants. (laughs) Poopy pants. There you go. Question number C. A headache. Um no, choice number two. Horcephalus. Choice number three. Hydrocephalus. Delary. Hydrocephalus. Yeah. There you go. Delary. There you go. I, I, I forgot you get my one. name. <laughs> Question number two. What is your best defense in a zombie apocalypse? Josh. Go. Cardio. <laughs> That's pretty good, but it's not the right answer. Oh, what the hell? Larry, Larry you can steal. Blunt object. Ding, 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 ding. Well, hold on a second. Hold Whoa. on, hold on, hold on. Oh, we've got a uh, controversy here. I am going to contest this question. Contesting. <laughs> because the best defense against a zombie apocalypse is to either A, not to let anybody mix weird chemicals together to make the zombie apocalypse happen. Okay. Prevention is happen. the best offense. Um, not going near zombies, getting yourself away from them would also probably be the best de- defense because, you know, not being a near one is probably the best defense you can have. And cardio gets you away from them. Yeah. Okay. I still got the points. Just let him have a point, Josh. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Question number three. What killed more people in World War One than than anything? Larry. Go. Fuck, I know this is wrong. Black plague. <laughs> 
sorry. Josh. Uh, yeah. Crumbs. Go, Josh. No, god damn it. The answer was the Spanish flu. God damn it. All right, question number four. What is the name of the most famous clown in the 19th century? Hint, he was a Joey. A what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. A Joey? Um, yeah. <laughs> Josh? Multiple choice. Oh, go ahead, Josh. Ooh. I'm going to go with um, John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> 19th century would have been the 18... 18... Damn it, <laughs> Look, here's the thing. You guys are one to one. I'm, I'm going to give you two. the multiple choices. He's I got two. I got zero. I've got two. All right. So technically, you already I'm, won. Well, there's one more question, but whoever can get this multiple choice will go with it. Okay. So number one would be Bozo. No. Number two would be um, John. Well, you already said John Wayne Gacy. Uh-huh. Number three would be Rodolfo. Let's see if I can't read that. <laughs> Could be here for a while. <laughs> I'm going to give the answer away. I can't read that. Rodolfo Crimini and number four is Joseph Grimaldi. Four, Josh. Larry. <laughs> okay. Larry, you get the... Well, just for shits and giggles. Number five. Who did two girls try to summon in Wisconsin in 2014 by attacking oh, their shit. friend in the woods oh, Larry. and leaving her a... Josh. Slender Man. Slender Man. Sounds like Larry's been paying attention and Josh hasn't. In another <laughs> 20 episodes, we'll do this again. It's all this uh, black cherry soda I'm drinking. You know what? It was all the fireball Larry was drinking that gave him the energy to know the answers. Yeah, now it's, it's going to give me the energy to sleep. <laughs> That's right, boys. And I gotta forget go my childhood. That too. I'm gonna go upstairs, eat some chips, and squeeze my wife's butt. So good for you, butt cheese. Good for her. Yeah, good for everybody. So we have a lot of things to round this episode out with. Fucking so long I'm gonna just get started. I love this mini episode. It's gonna be one of our longer like an hour episodes. And a half. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I mean, there's editing, but. First and foremost, if you'd like to find us, email us at conspiracytherapyshow at gmail.com. Send us a question. We'll read it on air. Absolutely. Rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever you use. And also, if you want to know when an episode drops, hit up Conspiracy T Show on Twitter. Larry, go ahead. Well, you can catch me on the EFIS podcast, EFISpodcast.com, if you enjoy baseball history. Also, I've just started a new episode with filmmaker Justin Romine, where we interview people who make movies. That would be the Offscript podcast. You can find us at Pod at Twitter or Offscript podcast on Facebook. Yeah, and also, um, if for more on Justin, who is also in that show, uh, check out episode 13 of our show. Indeed. And if you like wrestling, Larry and I also have a podcast with my wife called Potty Slam Podcast. You can find that on, we can find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter at Potty Slam 
podcast show or pod. <laughs> yeah. See, this is why Ooh, I'm terrible. At that this. was noodly. <laughs> <laughs> you might have some seepage there. Uh, yeah, I know. So, yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter. You can um, find us on pottyslamshow.podomatic.com. I did it right. Yeah. About damn time. I can plugs. You are. You can plug with the best of them. I want to also say real quick, and we don't normally, I I wouldn't normally do this, but um, if there's anybody listening in the Grand Rapids area and they would like to see a band that I play in, we're playing this Sunday, November 20th at the Pyramid Scheme. Uh, My band's called Glassfield and actually our CD for sale right now is free and it was recorded by none other than the man you are also listening to on this show mr larry if, underscore ga underscore ga if there's a, also if there's a pie out there i've put my finger in it pretty much and also not many people know this but larry does all the music for all the podcasts in the beginning so you should check out his uh you should check out his soundcloud mm-hmm. it's pretty uh, cool what is your SoundCloud name? Big again? old britches. Big old. I was gonna say big old gravy. I couldn't think of it. <laughs> big old gravy. <laughs> big old britches. Big old gravy. But I, that sounds like a good it, Southern rock man right there. It does. Big, big old gravy. gravy. Open it up for. <laughs> open it up for, for Flapjack Simmons. Yeah. Flapjack Simmons. <laughs> I love his work. <laughs> Great steel guitar in that band. Yeah. Those guys all need to check their pants though. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go noodling anytime, anytime soon, guys. Anyway, so this was a special edition bonus episode. We like to do these. If you'd like to hit us up, you know where to find us. And until next week, goodbye. We've been the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast. We love you. This has been a presentation of Beer City Media.